This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Where does despair come from? Where does Yish come from? Where does this middle, the hopelessness of Amole come from? It comes from his gaiva. It comes from him being shokua in hayoyim. He wallows in today. The Baal Gaiva has to have everything today. He has to be a finished product today. He has to have all of money and all of covet and all of accomplishment today. And if he doesn't have it, he cannot cope. He's lost. Because his Gaiva can't deal with him being unfinished. The Allah who understands that everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and whatever he's accomplished is a matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he understands even if I don't have it, Hayyam, we're not here about Hayyam, we're here about Mokhar. And even if today I'm lacking, and even if I'm lacking Begashmir, and if I'm lacking Beruchmir, and I'm not yet at the level that I want to be, I'm hoping to be. But Umochar Esekidvar Amelech, it's not over. I'm not an Ogifrek the person if I'm not yet a finished product. My Gaiv is what tells me that I cannot continue to exist if I can't see. Myself as a finished person, Hayoim. Unfortunately, today, there's a lot of absence. There's a lot of unhappiness. There's a lot of sadness. And that comes because we're stuck in the world of Hayoim. Yovay HaMelech V'Homon Hayoim. We mentioned the union of the Mukaf and Chaimah, the Mulchomes on this day, no, the Ramban writes that the Mukaf and Choymer didn't feel the Ness as much as the Prozum because they felt protected, we're secure, we have. And that's why they didn't originally even accept the Yontem. It had to be given to them. But they thought, you know, we're okay. But sometimes we feel like Mukaf and Choymer. We feel so secure. Baruch Hashem, we don't know of any of the persecutions of previous generations. And we don't know of the suffering, Baruch Hashem, of previous generations. But Mukaf and Choymer. Mukaf and Chaimah, whenever there's a crack in the Chaimah, they lose it. They can't cope. Because if we can't see ourselves in a situation of Hayoyim, having everything I want, having everything I need, today we need everything from day one. <laughs> today we need, you know, a friend of mine, is, you know, when he got married, it was today when somebody gets married, you have to have every final drop of furniture and every silver and every single thing. You have to have some of the people you have to wait like 30 years to have everything. Today you have to have it all. So this guy, and he, got, he didn't have anything. And so he didn't even have a dining room table. Can you imagine a dining room table? So he went to the Home Depot. He bought a piece of plywood and he banged in four nails and four pieces of wood. And he covered with a tablecloth and he had a beautiful table for years. And later he did better for himself. He was able to afford a beautiful house with his swimming pool. He said to me, he says, you know, I said to my wife, why should we buy a new dining room table? It's perfect. There's nothing, we couldn't figure out a reason. What are we missing? It's come, no one sees that. It's come with a tablecloth. You know, we figured we still have time. We still have time to get it. Today we live in a world, we must have everything hayoyim. And that brings a lot of sadness. That brings emptiness. That brings a feeling of hopelessness. We have to bring into ourselves the ability to know that everything is not about today. 
a yid lives for mochor. And perhaps this is the Indian why there was such a tviya on them that they were lacking the avelus of Chorim Bais Amikdash. Because when you can become happy, you can sing and dance at a suda when they have the Kaila Bais Amikdash, what you're really saying is there's no tomorrow. You're really leaving go of the most important Nakuda of Yiddishkeit. That we're not about here, we're about tomorrow, we're about Lhasa, we're about Yemoysa Mashiach. And that joy, the enthusiasm with which they, they, they embraced the Suda Bachashveish was a deep expression of Yish. Was really an expression of despair, of hopelessness. That there's no future. Tell a story about the Emperor Franz Josef. He once passed by a shul on Tishba. He hears wailing and cries. He says, what's going on? So they're, they're crying over the destruction of the temple. He says, when did it happen? Last week? They said, no, 2,000 years ago. It's just 2,000 years ago. They're still crying. A nation who can cry over a temple 2,000 years ago, that's a nation that has a future. If they were able to ignore Churban Beis Migdosh, in essence they were saying, there's no mochah. In essence, they were giving in to Amalek. Now let's examine this a little bit further. What actually happened at that Mokhama? What happened? This great Mokhama, this great Mokha, the day that's the Tachlis of it all. So what happened? <clears throat> they gathered together that day, Vayahargu b'shushan shloish meyoysish. Another 300 people were killed. You had Bashar Medina, 75,000 people were killed. The first day in Shushan, 500. On this day of Inos and Gamocha, 300 people were killed. Now, it's very interesting. There's a Lashon, there's a Medrash. The Rikeach brings this Medrash. There's a Pasuk in Tashis Vayigash. When Yosef met the brothers, Luchulon Nosan Loish Khalifa Smolis. He gave them each a change of clothing. And we all know the Gemara Megillah says the reason he gave Binyamin five sets of clothing was because Binyamin is the grandfather of Mordechai, and Mordechai will go out with Levush five magnificent garments of royalty, and to symbolize that he gave Binyamin Chamisha Chamesh Khalifa Smolis. That's the Gemara. But the Medrash adds something that doesn't say in the Gemara. The Medrash says, nosan kesef. Why shloish meyos kesef? Says the Medrash, because he is going to have asido lotseis mimenu bas, a daughter will come from him, shetishal mehamelech yinosin gam mochor, yiplu al yodo shloish meyosish. And on that day, 300 people will be killed. And to represent that, he gave Binyamin 300 kesef, which is a medrash plea. I mean, what does this mean? And what is the connection? And more than that, Mamela, Mordechai, you want to signify the accomplishment of Mordechai, the royal clothing. This is Esther's triumph, the 300 people who were killed on that day. Esther saved Klal Yisrael. When you want to give something to Binyamin to represent Mordechai and Esther, Esther, you give the Shloish Meyer's Kesef. What could this possibly mean? But let's go further. The Pasik says, Ula Oviv Sholach Kezois, Asora Chamoirim Noisimituv Mitzrayim. The Rashi, difficult Rashi, Sholach Kezois, Kechejboin Hazem, Umaho Achejben Asora Chamoirim. The Chido says, a difficult Rashi, everyone, what does it mean, Kechejben Hazem? 
says the Chidah, Dovanif, a little bit mathematical. The Chidah says, the Gemara says, you're allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael. There's a hunger when the price of grain goes up to Sosayim B'Sela. It's so expensive, it costs Sosayim B'Sela. The Gemara tells us what is the burden of a donkey, how much does a Chamor carry? 15 so. So 10 Chamorim carry 150 so. At the price of Sosayim B'Sela, that's 75 sloim. 75 sloim. How much silver is in 75 sloim? Every sela is four dinner of keser. Four times 75 is 300. Ula oviv sholach kazois. The kechesh ben The same 300 keser that he gave to Binyamin, he sent to his father. Now, what is the significance if we understand that he gave it to Binyamin that something to do with the Shloish Meyers who were killed in Shushan Habira on that second day of Muhammad, and he had to continue to give this over to Yaakov was obviously an extension of that. What does this mean? Perhaps it could be understood this the Meyashiloyach and the Ishbitze in Parshas Noyach. There he talks about the Midois of the Teva. You know that the Teva was 300 by 50 by 30. There are many different Ramazan in the measurements. And the Ishbitzer says that these three measurements represent The 30 Amas high is the Lamed is Lvovcha. The Nun Amas wide is Nafshecha. And the 300 Amas is Mo'idecha. Why is 300 Amas Mo'idecha, says the Ishbitzer? Because whenever we see the number 300, 300 means a guzma. It means an exaggeration. It means ma'oid. Very, very. There's a Gemara in Masechet Chulin. The Gemara says, Gimel pomim divru chachomim beloshen havoi. They spoke in exaggeration. They said that uh, there was on the tapuach of the Mizbeach 300 kur of ashes. Guzma, says them. It's an exaggeration. There was a geffen of gold they hung up and they had to, they used to hang gold and it took 300 kaihanim to take it down. The Gemara says, Guzma. And we needed 300 kaihanim to toivel the proiches. The Gemara says, Guzma. Whenever we say 300, it's an exaggeration. There's a Rashbam and the Psachim and the Gemara that says, in our Psachim, that Koyrach's wealth was taken out 300 donkeys loaded with gold and silver. Says the Rashbam, it's a guzma. Why is it a guzma? Says the Ishmael, because the highest letter in the olive base is the letter Shin. Tov is not part of this world. The highest that we can get to is the letter Shin. Tov belongs to the world of Oilam Habo. So when they wanted to express something that's beyond, beyond, they used the number 300, the letter Shin. What does this mean? Why would the Heilige Chachamim ever speak Belosh and Havoy? The Chachamim was every word is Emes. When Taya Simonim and Shulchan Aruch, he could build on one extra letter in the world of the Tanav and Amor. Suddenly they're talking a language of Gizmoyes, they're exaggerating. What is the meaning of an exaggeration? What do you mean an exaggeration that's trying to fool somebody? What is the idea of a Guzma? Why would Chazal speak Belosh and Guzma? Now the union of a Guzma of an exaggeration is a person has a yearning to connect to a world that's beyond what appears to be possible. This world is a world of limitations. This world goes until Shin. Absodic explains Shin represents three levels of creation. Doimim, Sameach, Chai. 
All those are limited to this world. The fourth one, the Medaba, the human being, his potential is endless, and most of his potential is never realized in this world. He's a, he's a creature from a different world. And there's a constant struggle. And every time we express something with the letter Shin, when we express something with a Guzma, Chazal were trying to take us, to connect us to a world of truth. Not to a world of lies. A world where what we think is impossible. The limitations that we set for ourselves are really not there. It's only because in the physical world we are limited. Actually, the Zayra Kodesh says, the Zayra Kodesh says that Sheker took the letter of truth, Bekadmiso. Sheker begins with a Shin. In order to it, we know Sheker cannot exist without a little bit of Emes. So the first letter of Sheker is Shin. What is Shin? Shin is the guzma that makes every Sheker somewhat true. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.